Hi, Rojidi here with Masechet of Odazara, Perak Dalad, Mishnah Yud Aleph, dedicated towards the Schut of Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam Bat Devora Mindel. Hamatahar Yeno Shal Nachri, Benotno Bershuto, Bershuto Babayat Hapatuach, Rashuta Rabim, Piyushish Bagoyim Yisraelim, Mutter. The case here is one where a Gentile owns grapes hires a Jew to be his winemaker, or her winemaker, and says, I want you to make wine for me. I want this wine to be kosher, so I'm going to leave it with you. I want you to make it. I want you to do everything because I want to sell to Jews. Uh, you know, maybe kosher wine can be more expensive or whatever it is. That's the market they want to work with. So they want to sell to Jews, so they hire a Jew and say, you do this. Now, so that's what it means. Matar Yenoshonach, literally means he's purifying the wine of a Gentile. It means make, the Gemara explains, it means making wine for a Gentile that will be kosher wine. So, where is that wine going to sit? So if the wine is sitting, if it's sitting in, let's say, a public area or someplace, most of all, this is what's important, is that it be visible from a public area. So it could be in the, in the premises, the property of the Gentile, you say, wait a second, but it's property of the Gentile. How do you know they didn't touch it? How do you know they didn't make it into idolatrous wine? Well, if it's sitting in such a place that it's patuach l'vshutarabim, it's open to the masses, so people can see. And if it's a city that is, that is comprised of both Gentiles and Jews, it's permissible. Why? Because the Gentile will be afraid that at any moment, if they're touching the wine, messing with the wine, a Jew's going to walk by and say, what? And that'll ruin their entire business. They don't want that. So it's to their interest to just leave it. So even though, especially if it's in the Jews' domain, but even if it's in the Gentiles' domain, it's okay as long as it is visible. If it's a completely Gentile city, now you have a problem because there's no chance that a Jew's going to walk by and see this, so the Gentile owner won't be careful about not touching it, and he's not afraid of getting caught. That until there is, you point a guard. So if it's a completely Gentile city, but you put a guard there, and the halacha talks about also sealing it up, like putting on multiple seals and you know, things that would be uh, difficult to fake or forge as covers. But if you put a guard over the wine, then you know that the Gentile hasn't messed with the wine. Even if that guard is not actually sitting all day long just watching the wine barrel, they could come and go, in and out, that's fine, because that's no different than Jews walking by in the city. The point is that the Gentile wine owner will be concerned about actually touching it, because at any moment they could get caught. This is the kind of principle that we use often in kosher supervision. Is, the, is there a mashkiach always in a factory? Not always, depends on the factory, depends on what they do. Sometimes they come and go, but they could come at any time. Okay. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Kol Roshur Goyim Achadhi. Shimon ben says all different domains of Gentiles are the same. What's the issue here? So the Gemara explains that there's a question as to whether what we just said is only uh, is only necessary in the domain of the owner of the wine. If it was in the hands of a third party, a Gentile third party, that third party has no reason to touch the wine. Why would they do that? So maybe there you don't even need a guard. Rabbi ben Elazar says, no, no, no. It doesn't matter who it is. You need to either have a guard who's coming and going or the possibility of somebody walking in in order to feel comfortable with these, uh, with these concerns of wine and Gentile property.